It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <sighs> Hey, I just want to thank all of our uh, premium Patreon people. And just as a special treat in honor of 90 Day Fiance, I think I'm going to do them as Mohammed. So, hello, Linda Parker. Why are you being such a slut? Alex Nicole Morgan, do you want to do you want to convert? Do you want to convert to Muslim? Sue Byrne, Megan Madour, Ginny Harden, and Yarborough, can you please put something on? I don't like you just wearing a long coat. Can you put a coat over your coat? Jane McMurray, Jennifer Falls, Maurice S. Misha and Drew. You seem like nice people, but your face is showing, and that offends me. Kelly Kirby, Carly Clapp, Justin Brown, Lauren Barnes, when you are all judging me the way you are and showing me your boobs, it makes me very upset and I feel judged. Dan Clayman, Sarah Baker, Susan Calvert, Sherry Shannon, you are all a bunch of whores and I don't approve. Hey everybody, welcome to Rose Pricks. It's the podcast where we would talk about The Bachelor, but guess what? The Bachelor or Bachelorette are not on right now. So we're going to talk about 90 Day Fiance. And by we, I mean me and my gorgeous husband, (laughs) Jonathan Taylor. Um, You guys can call him JT. Listen, my husband is really funny and he makes me laugh and he's going to make you laugh. No pressure. No pressure at all. No pressure at all. (laughs) He also has a really good voice. Um, and he loves 90 day. He loves I these do love people. 90 day. Let's jump in. So, um, Shida and Bilal, how do you, overall, overall notes, overall notes. Um, that's going to be a long, <laughs> long 90 days. They, I mean, just the, the hatred there is palpable. Yeah. I don't think these people are a good couple. So, so something that, you know, is Shida would like to get, um, knocked up. She wants to have a baby. She's 37. Right. Clock sticking. Bilal. Not so much. Not so much. Kids are messy. That kids <laughs> kind of- spill water. So there's this great scene where, so she decides that she's going to do something. She's going to have a mommy daughter day with what's her name? Zena. Zena. They're going to make curry. 
they're going to make curry and she shows her how to, she takes the chicken and she tells her that you're going to make the, um, you're going to rinse the chicken. Like you're rinsing your lady parts. That's a great way to bond. And that poor little girl is freaked out. Sort of is looking at the cameraman as if saying, get me out of here. What I think is so funny is that, um, well, not funny, but kind of sad is that Shida, this is all like an audition for having kids to Bilal. She's like, I'm going to prove to Bilal that I deserve to be a mom. It's like, girl, you deserve to be a mom. Doesn't you don't have to prove anything. But if you are going to try to prove it, the way to do it is not to knock chicken against the <laughs> colander and go. It's like washing your vagina. And the daughter's like, I'm so uncomfortable. Then she tries to tell her she will not drop the I would rather that you call me mom. Uni. Uni. I want you to call me Uni. Umi. Umi? Umi? I thought it was Uni. Uni. Well, Oma? Uni. Okay. Well, she goes at it the first time where she's like, hey, you know what would be great is if you could call me mom. And the kids are like, yeah, no. Probably not going to happen. No. So then... And I, I believe the kids talk to their dad and go, we don't really want to call her mom and they shouldn't have to. So then she's like, OK, I understand they don't want to call me mom, but I hope at some point, someday they call me mom. So this is like a week later. She's going right she's back reloaded. at it. She's like, um, yeah, you know, it really basically she's guilting them and telling them that it, it re- that now it's like a lack of respect. It's and not even, oh, well, well, hopefully you'll feel comfortable enough someday. She's like, yeah, in my country, her new, yeah, her new angle in, mom. Yeah, her new angle in is I don't want you calling me by my first name, which would be in this country would be a sign of familiarity and acceptance and all of the things that you think she'd want. But she's like, no, I want you to call me mom. So it's like, yeah. And by the way. The the mom, their actual bio mom, is remarried and they call their stepfather by his first name. They're not calling him dad. And he sounds like he's been in the picture longer. This makes me so uncomfortable. As somebody who had a stepfather who I called by his first name for many, many, many years. And my parents got remarried when I was like six. And I don't know that I ever called him dad. I don't think you ever did, (laughs) but this all kind of twists the balance because ultimately this is like her pretty, just one little sort of irregularity that, because I'm mostly team shy because Bilal's out of his fucking mind. And I mean, he's just a nightmare. So I'm generally on her side, except for the way she sort of is sort of strong arming the kids over the whole, I want you to call me mom. She's sort of doing an Islamic Von Trapp thing with Von Trapp thing with them. But other than that, I'm kind of team shy. Yeah. Okay, but then like let's move ahead to so then they these two also cannot stop arguing with each other. And she's trying to argue with him that he has OCD and he doesn't think so. He just thinks he's clean. He's like, well, that's just how people are. And then every time she brings up the fact that he's not necessarily, you know, that he's not fine and that it's kind of bothering her. God forbid she call him fussy. Right. Then he gets mad and, t- and does turn it around. So there's another scene where they've decided to have a nice day and go. Let's scootering. go have some fun. Right. By which go. I mean genital mutilation. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> a little off color. So they go do scootering together. Right. Yeah. They go scootering in the middle of Kansas City, which. Yeah. What Salina. fun. 
No, they're not in Salina. No, they're, they're in Kansas City. It's uh, the other couple. Uh, what's her name? Kobe is in Salina. Right. Kobe and Emily are in Salina. Where is Salina? Isn't that Kansas as That's well? That's Kansas. And okay, so they're in a different part of Kansas. There's actually just a little, little learning here. There's actually Kansas City, Missouri and right. Kansas City, Kansas. Right, 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 Kansas right. Kansas right. City, Missouri is actually bigger. Got, yes. A little takeaway, right. kids. Yeah, There'll be right. a quiz at the end of the end of the podcast. Okay, so they go scootering and they just cannot stop fighting with each other. So they're they go and they decide to sit down and take a break. And that's when Bilal, she calls him fussy. Yeah, and Bilal Bilal can find a way to insult you just for like, you know, she says like, Oh, I'm gonna sit down and like have a little break. And he's like, Yeah, you need a break. It's like what everything he says has like a little edge to it that makes you feel insulted. We're gonna have a little fun. Like, remember that time I took you to my rundown house for three days? <laughs> that was fun, wasn't it? He's just a passive aggressive monster. He, yeah, he's the worst. But so then she starts kind of arguing with him, and the thing that she does that I don't love is she gets real pouty. So she just sits there and she's like, well, you know, I can't, I can't win with you. And he's like, well, I can't win with you. You know, these two are not going to work out. So then she says, he's like, well, what do you want to do? Like, I could just leave. You want to just leave? Do you want to go home? And she's like, no, I just want to sit here on this rock and have some me time. Is that all that happens with these two? Yeah, well, I mean, I think you're 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 smoothing over the idea. Her his reaction to being called fussy oh, was yeah. just this. It was as if she called him effeminate. All of the it hit all of these buttons at once, and he just had a very quiet internal meltdown and right. started attacking her as just as he tried. He wanted to look calm, knew he was on camera, but he just wanted to take her down. He started talking about how dirty she was and how controlling she. I mean, it was just when she said the word fussy she was dead to him right and then she basically makes a very good point which is that she says how are we supposed to be able to communicate if i can't tell you like something simple like that like talk to you about an issue in the relationship without you turning it around and and going no but you're like this and then he's like i don't do that you do that you're unclean yeah so is there do we see any more scenes with them later no we just see him scootering into the distance metaphorically Right. Okay. So let's talk about um, Jabri and Miona. The scripted twins. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, so the, we talked about this, I think, before, or I have before, but um, the rumor is that they're already married. So that adds to your um, basic yeah. accusation that this whole, that they just are acting the whole time. Yeah, they think they're going to get a record deal. It's not like the, in, in a lot of shows, obviously, you're going to have producers who are helping script all the, and it's, you know, it's transparently faked with the help of the producers. This isn't that. This really reads that these guys thought that they were going to pull one over on the producers and present themselves as unmarried. But they're just like, wait till they see our, you know, just our fighting and just how how compelling we are. We're going to get a record deal by episode three. It's just you can see there the wheels turning and it's just so transparently faked. By the way, in the last episode, so this is not this episode, which is the poison in the honey, but the episode before when they first meet up with David, 
David, did you watch the episode with yeah. me where want, David was like, "Do you want to be a trucker?" Hey, you, wanna, you got your you got that Class C license, and I've got I've got a refrigerator truck sitting right there with two tons of peas and some asparagus that needs to be in Baton Rouge by tonight. So get hop in there, Jabri. I brought you here to earn, so why don't you earn? So it was just so bizarre. Why don't you hop behind that rig and get that it moving? Was, that was so weird. Was, I haven't heard anybody bring that up. It was like. And then they just skirted over that. He was like, nah, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. And I came here to spit fire and, <laughs> and lyrics, <laughs> not not drive your your reefer. Yeah. But then at the same time, he keeps complaining that like they're first of all, they're putting a lot on Miona. Now, a lot there's there's bad that can be said about Miona. But on team Miona in this, because what has she done? He, he, she wants a beach wedding. Let the girl have a beach wedding. He's like, oh, first you have to come to Chicago so I can spit my rhymes so I can, like, get the band back together. Like, you know, poor David's been waiting for me. He's that's my guy. That's my dude. <laughs> So Miona's like, all right, but I just want my beach wedding. Like, she's however so that happened. I'm sorry. She's so bad. Okay. She's like a Bond villain mixed with a Kardashian. She's like, I just want my beach wedding. She's not great, but I don't see what she's actually done that Jabri is putting everything on her. She's like, first of all, Jabri is so weak minded. Like he, wh- whoever he's last talked to, that's who he's going with. Like when he had the scene with his mom where his mom was like, but don't you think me? Miona's like maybe about it. He's like, mom, stop being so controlling over me. She's like, is it me that's controlling or is it Miona that's controlling? And he's like, oh, mom, stop messing with my brain. <laughs> I've already got a lot of peroxide in there already. <laughs> oh, my God. So now he's talking to like David and David's like, I don't know, man, like Miona. Like they're acting like she's Yoko Ono. It's ridiculous. Miona's not trying to break the band up. Miona's like, make your music. I don't care. I just want to have a beach wedding. She's too busy blending her foundation and applying her lip and eyeliner. True. So after the whole David thing, they go in the studio and David's like, you got to get serious, man. You got to get it together. Like, how come you're not serious? How come you're not together? How come you're always thinking about Miona? I was like, Jabri's not doing anything. He's ready. He's ready to spit rhymes. Let's but spit some rhymes. But they pre-scripted this and he's looking at his cue card. He's like, got to find a, got to get angry about Miona again. So he's just looking and uh, the whole premise of the fight is, is that Jabri is turning his phone off. I mean, he's turning his phone. That is, that is the premise for the fight. They're right. so desperate to create right. this just great reality. Let's see them try to edit this out. Oh, by the way, Miona's like wandering around town so that he can do his do the music. And David's mad that that Jabri is like, let me just text Miona to basically tell her, hey, I'm going to turn my phone off. I'm going to be busy for a while. And he loses. David loses his mind about that. Oh, my God. It's always about Miona. It's always about, oh, you got a texture. Oh, you got a texture. You got a texture. Like, are you guys in the fifth grade? And it's kind of like cowbell, too, because we're like we're here with this respected producer who wants <laughs> yeah. to who wants to record our fire what are we doing and then we've also skipped over the fact that we're there with the rest of uh black serbs there right up oh. and coming band which includes their daft punk like dj who never takes off his helmet he kind of looks like a dyson uh one of those dyson vacuums but he never <laughs> takes his helmet off even when he's trying to break up the fight he's got this like fishbowl on his head it's just so preposterous but they're all committed to it you never see his face 
<laughs> That's like, so funny. Bring it up, no, and he never talks. And then you've got Brandy, who's like the grounding character in the Black Serbs, who's like, guys, guys, don't fight. <laughs> guys, can you not fight? She, no, she goes, so first, so so uh, Jabri gets so mad that David is like, dude, you, it's always about Miona. And he's like, oh, fuck you. And then they get into like a fist really fight, fake basically. Fight. Yeah, it's right? a it's, completely fake fight. Right. It's also mentioned that it's you've got David, uh, not David, but Jabri is in his pink leather and fanny pack. For, that's his fight, his fighting gear. <laughs> it's like a decorative fanny pack. <laughs> he probably also has a Merce with him, but so he has like he's double, he's doubly got all his stuff. So they get into like a, a very choreographed fight where they don't actually punch each other, but they sort of do like a swing and swing and mick miss and then like wrestle each other kind of to the ground and, and then Randy's where, like guys guys break it up and that's where Daft Punk jumps in he's got like his corner attachment <laughs> and he's trying to like vacuum them apart it's just it's farce without anybody in the room acknowledging it he's like let me get you with the upholstery attachment <laughs> So, so then Brandy's like, guys, this is really ruining my vibe. You know, like this was like a really cool vibe. Except We're here you guys with are this up and coming unknown engineer who just <laughs> wants to, needs more cowbell. He's like, he gets up in the morning. It's, it's so funny. Yes, yes. And the producer never talks. They just show him like they show his back, like just watching them. Okay. So they finally do their music. It's not horrible, no. but it doesn't seem like anything they made right in the moment. No, but of course they're like, oh, my God, that was fire. Now we remember why we're back together. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's like. Yeah, they're like, they, they, they're, they've they just been fighting. Then they do the yeah. song and they're all like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. What's up? Let's go. It's like the musical Justice League back <laughs> together again, joining forces for this. So then I think this is when David and oh, Jabri that- go out to dinner. Oh, before, but before that, the the engineer plays it back. And, oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. And it's like K Fed back when he was with Britney, <laughs> and he's like, and they're just like absolutely bowled over by their talent. <laughs> they're like, oh yeah, they're just feeling it, like they're surfing the sound waves and having this harmonic <laughs> moment. <laughs> I'm a creative nomad. Yes, that's what he calls himself, a creative nomad. So, or was that a little bit later when they, so so they get back together, um, David and Jabri, so that they can have like a drink and like apologize to each other. Yeah, we actually, first, the first thing in that though is we see, uh, we have this very sort of staged moment where Brandy and Miona go looking at wedding dresses. That's where you have like the little dogs running around the oh, Chicago wedding okay. shop. Right, 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 right. And and um, Miona's like, is did Jabri, like, did he stick up for me? Like, is he like fighting with everybody? Is he punching everyone out like in my honor? Oh, he's not? Okay, well, I'm going to have to teach him about that. And then they talk about the cost of the wedding dress. She's like, I know we've only got so much money to spend, but I'm going to look how I'm going to look. And Jabri's got to know that whatever it costs, it's going to cost. Right. And so it's like, all right. Okay, so then Jabri, if we're sticking by the couples, Jabri and David go out and they have a little cheers. And now this Rikita. is when David, they're drinking the Rakita. Rakita. <laughs> so this is where Jabri's like, um, David's like, listen, it's not like it's not Miona. Like, I love Miona. I love you two together. Like, I'm all about your wedding. It's just that Miona's trying to ruin your life. And I'm just worried about that because I'm worried about like she's taking away you. 
And then Jabri, who has no fucking backbone whatsoever, is like, yeah, you're right. Like, the more I think about it, I don't want to get married. I don't think I, I think I doubt. I don't know if I want to get married to Miona. Like, she's taken away me. Then he blames her for the fact that the black Serbs haven't done any work together. Whereas in, like, one of the first episodes, he said it was COVID. COVID, exactly. So suddenly it's Miona's fault that he hasn't made music. But you're bearing the lead because Jabri showed up this time in a purple parka. <laughs> I mean, he's he's packed these all for a two-day trip to Chicago. He's got the pink leather, the purple parka, the Merce, the fanny pack. I mean, he's good oh, to I go. Forgot about that. You're right. You're right. You're right. So, okay. So then I guess David comes out as the hero in this. Like he's the best friend who just wants, he's just looking out for Jabri. I can't thrive without creation. I can't go to the beach because I don't get the serotonin and the dopamine if I'm not creating. If I'm not making fat beats, I can't lie on the beach. <laughs> right. Okay. So does anything else happen with these two? I think we, the end of the episode? we don't, we know they're headed in a bad direction. Hey, I want to talk to you guys about HelloFresh. I love HelloFresh and my husband who's sitting here also loves HelloFresh because why? It makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable, which is why it's America's number one meal kit. Um, first of all, what I love about HelloFresh is they send you all of the ingredients, um, so that you don't have to go to the grocery store and buy a bunch of full-size spices that you may never use again. Um, that is very helpful. It makes it 72% cheaper than dining out at a restaurant. And it's even cheaper than grocery shopping. So that's money back in your pocket. Plus, you can pick your favorites from 50 different weekly options and you can skip weeks when you need to or change your delivery date or update your preferences all in the HelloFresh app, which makes it really great because every once in a while you're like, oh my gosh, I don't need my stuff for next week because I decided I'm going on vacation. Well, you can fix that from wherever you are. Um, for me personally, what I love about it is it makes it fun to cook with my kids and it's an activity that we can do together and they feel so good about themselves when they make something super delicious. So go to HelloFresh.com com slash roseprick16. Use the code roseprick16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Okay. That's hellofresh.com slash roseprick16. Use the code roseprick16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. America's number one meal kit. So next up is, oh, my favorites, Kobe and Emily. I hate Emily Team so Kobe. much. Team Kobe. Kobe. Okay. But I also lost a little bit for Co this, this, this is one of the best Kobe Emily episodes <laughs> because you want to be Team Kobe, but you're just like, Kobe, could, should we skip ahead to, no, okay. No. Okay. So they go horseback riding. 
Well, it's, it's one of the, you know, transparent where the producers are like, hey, let's get your shady friends to judge your your new husband to be from abroad. So it's just they do it with every situation where they bring the friends in to just, you know, toss shade at this poor foreigner who's now in the clutches of the domestic harpy. All the, a lot of these dating shows are always trying to make black men ride horses, too. Have you noticed that? It's the true. Bachelor. It's like a thing. I don't know. There seems to they've done it on The Bachelor a bunch and then they kind of make fun of them for being afraid. So she gets to go like, oh, you did it. You swung your leg over the horse. And he's nervous and she's kind of teasing him for being nervous, which is annoying. So, OK, so then the next scene is Emily is back at home. And she's breaking the news to her parents that they need to pay for her wedding. <laughs> the look on her face is so, she's so pleased with herself. She she's, is, we decided she's basically, she's the female Cartman. Yeah. Where it's like, no, my Gwen got pregnant in China. I need you to get my child raised for me. I want cheesy poofs and I want you to raise Kobe's child for me. She really, I mean, if you look at just the whole thing is she's got the vibe. Mom, mom, Kobe needs a bottle, mom, mom. It's just, it's, it's, she is, she's a monster. Yeah. So she asks for money for the wedding and her mom just gives her a look like, oh, dear Lord. Well, both the parents are just like, oh, God. And then so the uh, so the mom then is a big old tattletale. And the mom's like, by the way, to the dad, um, did you know, I think you should know that Kobe told Emily to shut the fuck up. And then the dad's like, whoa, that's not cool. Which is completely lacking context. I mean, I, I was a little disappointed in the mom in when she confronted Kobe in the episode before. And when, when she completely strips it of a context, like your daughter was chasing him around like some sort of crazed harpy criticizing. You don't hold the shovel that way. You don't hold your hat that way. You don't lean over. You don't. I mean, everything he did was wrong. And she was just sitting there in a warm coat, not doing anything to help, but just railing on him and until finally after he gave her about three halfway rebuffs and then he's finally like, will you shut the fuck up? But that's all that is the story. Right. So the parents want to know, like, what kind of work is Kobe going to do? And Emily's like, I don't know, man. And there's absolutely no. I mean, yeah, both of them. He at this point, I mean, he he's not in the room. So she's the only person that's talking at all about. But she's just like, I don't know. I just want a nice wedding. I mean, it's just like I, she's Cartman. Right. I want my wedding. I want my kid. Yeah. I mean, there's no. Right. And the parents are looking at her like, OK, but but you live at our house. You're eating all of our food like we're supporting you and your child. And now you're talking about the wedding you want. But what are your plans for the future? And she's like, I don't know. And they go. Well, you don't know how to live in the real world. And then she's like, well, I'll figure it out. I want a cheesy wedding. No, it's I mean, but even there, she's like, well, he used to be an underwear model. (laughs) That's my favorite. And it comes back later. But it's I mean. The, everybody knows that the underwear model market in Salina, in Salina, Kansas, is our Salinas, is just Salina, Salina, mm-hmm. in Salina, Kansas. It's it's Salinas ba- is California. All right, everybody knows the you know the underwear modeling. Are you gonna tell me to shut the fuck up? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and that's all anybody's gonna hear. 
but uh, everybody's not going to know. All the notes on Facebook are just going to be like, oh, my God, Stephanie, your husband told you to shut the fuck up. But anyway, so well, we should jump ahead because yeah. that, all of that is just teeing up the very, you know, scripted scene where his dad's like, hey, his, or um, her dad brings Kobe out and it's like, hey, can I have a beer with you? He's kind of like cracker dad. And he's like, I'm going to sit you down and uh, and we're going to talk. And he's, he's, you know, he's just. It's very ominous. He like opens his beer, yeah. slides it across from him. And Kobe's like, yeah, I don't really know Emily's dad that well. So like, this is not going to go. This is I'm scared. <laughs> and so basically her dad plays the hard ass. He's like, well, I don't think it's any, uh, any surprise to you that I've been paying for everything around here. It's like, I've been paying for this beer you're drinking. I've been paying for, and you know, it's just like, you've been living the la la life. I love that term. You've been, <laughs> you've been living the la la life here in yeah. Salina, Kansas, <laughs> but, but he's like, what are your plans? And he's like, well, I, I, you know, I, I'd like to do, but he goes, I didn't tell Emily this, but I brought quite a fat wad of cash. That's probably going <laughs> to set us up for life. And he's like, how much to bring? He's like, $4,000. <laughs> and so you the can dad see. dad almost laughs. The dad, they look at the dad and the dad's just kind of getting a little gangrene. It's like $4,000. He's like, yeah, that could last you maybe two months. Great. What after that? And at that point, it's, it's hard to believe that Kobe is that unaware of, you know, economics, but they look at Kobe and the way that it's edited is if Kobe thought, you know, that's enough money for us to live for about 10 years. What do you think, old man? <laughs> what do you think there? And he's like, yeah, that's two months. What's next? So then, so then Kobe's like, well, here's the thing. Um, let me pitch this to you. He's like, I kind of have a background in civil engineering and he goes, and coincidentally, you're a civil engineer with your architect. own company and an architect. Architect and he's like, so what I was thinking was maybe I could like, you know, um, take over your business and keep the name burning. <laughs> I like the way he phrased that. Keep the name burning like it's some sort of some sort of a contagious disease. <laughs> keep the name burning and itching. And the dad is like, uh, well, then they do. Wow. A yeah. And he's like, no fucking way. <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the confessional interview, he's like, not on your fucking life. Yeah. So then the dad's like, oh, uh, yeah. So Kobe, so you have an engineering background. He's like, so did you go to college for engineering? He's like, no, not that. And he goes, okay, did you go to, did you, do you have a, uh, a certificate? What do you call it? A like license? A, a or license? A yeah. And he goes, nope. Nope. He goes, well, what, how or in any way did you, what do you mean you have a background then? And he goes, high school. I learned about it in high school. He, he's like, I don't, I don't do any of the actual architecturing, but I've got some good ideas. I've seen buildings. Like how hard could it be? I've watched them build a lot of different buildings and most of them stayed up. <laughs> so the dad's like, okay, here's the thing. You would have to go to school. You'd have to go to college. Four years. Four years. Then you have to go to like another two years. Then you have to get your, to, and then you have to get licensed. And then you have to do this. And then you have to work. And he's like. That's eight to 10 years. Yeah. And he goes, and so, and that costs money. <laughs> and so Kobe's just sitting there and just looking hopeless by the end of it. Which I felt bad for I him. I did too. But also what's Emily thinking? What are either of these people thinking? I was getting frustrated for the dad. Now this is where I find myself just 
feeling bad for the dad. Like, how are these parents on the hook for paying for their kids? Okay, I take a different view because they, I mean, Emily is 28, right? Mm-hmm. She's 27, 28. They've enabled this monster all the way through. Oh, 100%. They, they built this bomb and now it's going off in the middle of their, their split level living room. <laughs> I mean, it's like, come on. This is not a surprise to them. They did this. They created this, this, I went off to China. I got, I got pregnant. I came back and I'm just like. And she is kind of a monster. She's yeah. kind of like the Twilight Zone, like the kid that's just like, I'm, I'll, I'll put you on the TV if you, you know, I want breakfast. I want a wedding. I want this. And she's just like sitting there in the middle. I want to pump my breasts. I'm going to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And you're not going to talk back to me. Well, can we flash back to episode one where she just kind of lets it slip that most of her prior relationships are currently incarcerated? (laughs) So, I mean, it tells you a lot. Oh, my God. Okay, so does anything else happen with these two at the end? No, you just get poor Kobe sort of sitting there going, what the hell do I do? Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to John and Paige. And No, no, it's Tyus. Oh, I mean, John and Pat is his brother. Well, what about the girl? Pat is the guy. John is... um, His brother. His brother with with herpes. large, prominent herpes on his lip. Yeah, and then Tyus. Yeah, okay. So it's so so Thais and Pat have to have a talk. So the way you do that is you take you take Thais out to a restaurant and you give her some lingerie, which was like it was a Santa lingerie with like a little it was like a Mrs. Claus like a, like a dirty Mrs. Claus well, they, that you they, would get at TJ Maxx you or Nordstrom ahead, they Rack. Teed, they teed the scene up between the brothers because you've got the brothers and they, they're working it for all of its worth. You've got the Patrick, who's the engaged, who looks like he made the final cut for Jersey Shore without quite <laughs> doing it. He's like, you know, GTL. Right. Jim tanning laundry. Right. He's, all, he's got the tan in the middle of winter. Anyhow, because we're coming up to Christmas and he's like, looks like he just got back from Jamaica. Mm-hmm. But um, but so his brother, who would be played by Bill Burr in the movie. Right. Oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like it's funny because he doesn't seem like he's Irish, but his brother, John, is this Irish stereotype that you, you would think like the, the Irish defamation league would be. <laughs> Outside at TLC and just going, stop it. He's drunk. He's like, hi, let's have a party. He's got the, he's got the worst Massachusetts. He's like, yeah, you gal, she's tracking you. Why don't you get your testicles out of your pocket there, Patty boy? She's tracking you. She's tracking you. She's taking your manhood and stuffed it right in the back of your Farmer John's. So, I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. So at this point, Patrick, who has more of a reasonable impulse than his brother, but now he's all emasculated and he's got to get his independence and his tracking back. (laughs) He's got to get his location tracking back. Right. So now he takes her out to, out to lunch. So he gives her, so he gives her a box, which by the way, how did he sneak the box? And they try to make it sound like he just had a, a box with gold paper. Also, he didn't really wrap the present. This is just a little like got, they did it for production so that she could just kind of pull the wrapper off really easily so you it wouldn't take understand. long. He's got massive cargo pants. That <laughs> thing came out of one of his deep cargo pockets. He pulls it up, puts it on the table, she opens it, and it's got... It's, so she opens it up and she pulls out. She's like, 
oh, gato, gato. And he's like, no, it's not a cat. She's like, oh, but it looks like a cat. He's like, stop it. Keep going. So then she pulls. She's like, no, but see, it's black and furry. So it's it's some like slutty lingerie. So then she pulls out another piece of lingerie and it's the Santa outfit and then underneath that 98 lingerie store yeah, this is oh, the cheapest oh the <laughs> cheapest remember that show dollar 98 beauty that beauty would be exactly yeah okay Rick taylor would have worn this yes so then underneath all of that is a brand new iphone so at first she's happy and then he tries to make it seem like this is a good thing he's like yeah it's a new phone with no tracking babe and she's like, <laughs> and at that point, she's it's like she's like looks to the camera like there's a long story you don't know. Yes. So it turns out that Pat. OK, so she's like, but babe, you cheated on me. That's why I have to track you. And he's like, OK, it was one time. And then so now we go back and forth with them talking to camera. So he's talking to camera and he's like, yeah, OK, like I kind of accidentally cheated on her one time. But, but I didn't like we cheat. hardly we- had been together. And I just kissed her. Yeah. And then she says, she's telling us, we, or she's telling him, we'd been together six months. You'd already said, I love you. And, and then she's like, and you did more than kiss her. So then they go back to To his OTF. And he's like, well, I made out with her, but uh, I'd had a lot to drink and I was kind of (laughs) floppy. It's like, oh my God, they should have had the needle scratch. The editors, if they had had any nerve, would have gone, I was kind of floppy. Yeah. There's a great admission. My, my, my fidelity to you has to do only with the fact that I, I couldn't get it up because I had whiskey <laughs> dick. So was kind of he floppy. tried to have sex with some strange. For, and, oh, then then he tries to make it seem like it was just kind of a one night thing that and he didn't have sex with her anyway because he couldn't. But then she's like, yeah. And by the way, the whole thing with the phone is that I checked your phone and you'd been texting with her and going, I want to have dinner with I you. Miss I miss you. Miss so you. So this kind of sucks because he got some Cialis for our next date. (laughs) So he'd been with Thais already for six months and was already saying, I love you. And now he cheated on her, tried to have sex with somebody else and was saying, I miss you to the person. But he's like, I can't believe you're trying to track me, babe. So, okay. So she's also, though, she is very jealous. So and, she, and she, she cops to it. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm a very jealous person. My dad cheated on my mom. Right. I'm, I grew up in this, so it's not hard for me to think that Patrick could do this to me. Fairly reasonable explanation. Sort right. Of team Thais here. Right. So is that all that happens with these two? No. Then we tee it up to because, you know, the producers oh, and the party. Herpy John. John's like, hey, I had some Sam Adams and I came up with a great idea. Sammy and I would just, uh, he was whispering in my ear this afternoon up in my man cave that's your entire second floor. And I decided to have a party. He's like, I'm just having some people over, just some guys from the office and some whores. They're going to come over. It's going to be great. Thais, you'll love it. You've been wanting to meet some people. Thais is like, no, I want to meet no one. No, Thais, you love it. You love it. It's so just. Then, as, so then like two seconds, he's like, well, I'll let you guys get ready. And then so <laughs> they're dong. just like, so she's like, well, if it was my house, like I wouldn't have a party. And he goes, exactly. But it's not. So we're having a party. So then 
they uh, cut to it's literally like two seconds later ding dong like and then people just start filing well, in first you have the mooks from work he's like he's like yeah <laughs> wagner's been my boy for it <laughs> wagner follows me around it's like suddenly we realize that his business is like a multi-level marketing he's like yeah wagner's my number one downline he's <laughs> like he moves a lot of units and kicks up to me but and of course wagner you can tell is just a mile of bad road he's like yeah I knew you didn't want to be lonely, so I brought some whores. And then ding, 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 ding. And so these four women are at the door and they come in and they're all about the right age to set Tyus off. Right. And and you can see that Patrick's just sitting there like, what did you do to me? What did you do to me? So Patrick is like, I'm so uncomfortable right now. I don't know what to do. This is going to be a problem with Thais. So he's so Patrick is like, Thais, like, can we talk? Like, so then he tries to talk to Thais. And here's where Thais kind of loses me because Thais, who's gorgeous, she's a model. And these girls are like, they're fine, but they're just like some regular girls from work. You they're know? the townies. And Thais is like, they're ugly. No, Thais didn't say that. She, yeah. No. No, she says no, they're ugly. No, no. Thais said uh, that the girl in the Instagram that she had seen was ugly. But Patrick is the one that said, come on, hon, all these girls out there are ugly. <laughs> And it's just like you're. you're oh, I thought she said no, it. No, he said it. He said it to her in uh, Portuguese. And oh. you're just, I'm sitting there going, these poor girls are going to be like, hey, I'm on TLC this weekend. I want my friends to watch. And they're all over their social media going, hey, oh. your girl's going to be on TLC this weekend. Go see. And then you've got, for all their thanks for showing up, did not get a cent for it, had to sign a six page release. All they get is Patrick going, but hey, they're just road ugly, girl. And you're my queen. These girls are ugly sluts. It's like, really? That's how you're treating these poor girls that came out probably on a- perfectly cute. Exactly. They, they were like nice girls. And the, and none of them, there was not one moment of the girls not being nice. Nope. Like they couldn't have been more personable. Totally. Ro- Hi, how are you? And Thais is like, Hi. And then she like shakes their hand, like like their hand's going to give her COVID. Yep. And then they're all standing around and she's like grabs Pat, Patrick, and, and she just start starts making out with them, but not even normal making just out, just like, like tongue play. Tongue, tongue into wrestling. The oh, it was crazy. But I, yeah, just getting back to these girls, though, I feel so badly for them because they got no money. They probably got you know, basically dry humped in the corner by Herpy John <laughs> and we're like fed a couple of room temperature Sam Adams. It's like the night from hell. And right. thanks for this is getting. Also, what kind of a party? Like they should never have let John have a party because have you even had a party like that since I had better parties when I was like 21 where I would just go to Trader Joe's and get like two things a dip and some chips. They didn't have any food Ooh. and it was all BYOB. <laughs> Nobody got some hummus, but I got some beer. Oh, my God. No, but the people brought beer. They were like, hey, we brought some Everybody brought beer. beer. They stood around in the kitchen. Yeah. And everybody stared at John's herpy. There's no one size fits all solution when it comes to hair care. A product that works wonders for curls might make straight hair limp and greasy. Um, and I know for me... 
Sometimes my hair can feel dry and straw-like, even if I haven't gone swimming. It's just something that has to do with my age. I don't know what it is, but I love pros because pros make custom hair care that's effective because it's personal using natural ingredients with proven results. Um, Pros customizes every product in your routine from shampoo to supplements. They start by asking about you as a person. They have this in-depth quiz and I am talking a lot of questions. They get deep about your hair. Does, is your hair thick? Is your hair really thin? What does it look like? Is it greasy? Is it dry? Do you have split ends? Do you not have? One thing that kind of surprised me is they even wanted to know my climate. They asked me my zip code. Also my eating habits. Do I exercise like all these things? And they analyzed my answers and then they sent me out a really great shampoo And they even asked me about the fragrance that I like. And I'm kind of specific about my fragrance. Um, So that's what I love about it. I love the way it makes my hair look. It's like softer and shinier. None of that straw effect. Plus, they sent me out some great supplements um, for my scalp and to promote hair growth, which I love. And I love this. If you're not a hundred percent positive that pros is the best hair care you've ever had, they will take the products back. No questions asked. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash rose pricks. That's P R O S E dot com slash rose pricks for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. So let's talk. We still have to talk about um, Guillermo and Kara. Okay. These two. Now I was for a very long time, just team Guillermo because I think Kara seems like a bitch, but I have to say I was slightly less. I feel like Guillermo is showing how childish he is. He is kind of childish and Kara, I can see why Kara feels like she does have to kind of be the mom. Yeah, because he's, is he, I mean, how old is he? 20? He's like 23 now. Yeah. All right. 23. He was 21. I believe when they met, I think he's 23 and she's 29. All right. She's a yeah. cougar. He's a twink. So, so he wants to have a wedding and she's just like, no, we can't afford a wedding. We're not going to have a wedding until next year. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, like, why do you have to keep like bossing me around? Like you're not my mom. This but is my the dream more wedding. He says like, you're not my mom. The more it feels like he's being childish. And yes. he, yeah. And he, and it, it is interesting. I mean, I'm not trying to, but you can it, stick up for him. No, you no, I, different of a no, I think, no, I think, I mean, clearly, I mean, they've done a nice job at arcing this particular because they were just absolutely head over heels in love in the Dominican Republic. They get over here, start to, and then you get the ex-boyfriend rapper who shows up <laughs> and he's like, yeah, she cheated on me like nine times. She's like, oh, maybe I did cheat on him. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you start to get her backstory comes in badly, but she was only like 17. All right. But then she's, she's only in high school. But then she concedes that she's cheated on him or she's cheated on other guys too. She's like, I've only cheated like three times. Like all the time. Three times max. I don't know. But you can see that he they're becoming more and more stressed with each other as every episode goes. I mean, you can tell he's seen her without makeup now, which is hard. And uh <laughs> but she's a little she, but uh 
it's it's just getting worse between them. No, I don't want to stick up for him because he's becoming very high maintenance and he's he's sort of it's interesting to see a guy going, I've always had this dream about my wedding. And he's like, I can see myself. And it's you don't want to. He's like, I'm going to cry. I want to cry at my wedding. I want to cry at my I'm going to I'm just crying in the venue. But (laughs) he's also he's a little bit like Kobe with his four thousand dollars. That's going to set them up for life. He's like, we could spend two thousand dollars on a venue. What do you think about that? Now, shut up, you whore. Yeah, she's like, she's like, well, what are you thinking uh, for? Because you keep talking about this wedding, this wedding, this wedding. Well, like, how much money are you thinking? And he's like, two thousand dollars. Yeah, and she's like, um, you can tell she's trying to hold back from being like, are you fucking kidding me? I don't, don't waste my time going to see venues if we have two thousand dollars. And I think she does make a reasonable request that, like, can we just get married at the courthouse for fifty dollars? And we don't see this a lot. We don't see the woman being the non-materialistic like look let's spend $50 She's being a pragmatist I want to marry you but let's let's just be legally married so you can stay and then let's like save our money and figure out and like you can get a job and blah 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 and he's like why won't you take me to the venues <laughs> suddenly he's in like a soap opera he's like you will never take me to any of the venues I just want to see them I want to see where I get married <laughs> if we don't have a dream wedding how can you carry me across the the threshold so he's getting really frustrated and then he will not drop the fact that she's controlling. He just keeps going, you're trying to control me. Like you won't let me buy a computer with my own money. So what, what is this money that he has to buy his computer with? If he has $2,000 for the, for, to, for a wedding yet, he wants to buy a computer. It's like, bro, a computer is going to be $2,000 right there. Then you'll have nothing left for your wedding. Are you telling me I can only have a wedding or an Xbox? Not both. <laughs> I didn't come to America for this. So then they cut to a scene where apparently they've had some private arguments and she's relented. And so she takes him to this. Now, I have to say, in his defense, she clearly brought him to a very expensive venue. Like you, she could have brought him to like a Denny's and they could have offered everybody a grand slam. Like, Hey, we'll decorate it. We'll put, we'll water the plants ahead of time. But no, she brings him to like this beautiful, like it's a, it's a, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on her side here. I mean, she just wanted to sort of slap some sense into him. I mean, she didn't take him to some giant plantation. She took him to a very nice venue, but not insane. You could go a lot higher end, but she right. just wanted to sort of go, okay, here's where you're Xbox money is going, pal. Yeah. They definitely wouldn't go to a plantation anyway, because that would be super problematic. But okay, so they bring she brings her to this place and then they sit with this lady who's like a wedding planner and um, they go over and he's oh, he's like, I love it. I can see myself crying here. And she, Kara's being very, like, patient. She's like, uh-huh, yeah, it is. It's really beautiful. I think it's beautiful, too. So then they go Meanwhile, outside she's to also, go. You've, you've forgotten the fact that she went in her graduation gown for some reason. Oh, my God. She's in, like, a choir. Yeah, like yeah, a graduation. She's in a yeah. choir robe, like graduation peach, gown. It's like a nude color. Completely unexplained. Dress. Yeah, like a robe. Like, it's so weird. Okay, with puffy, kind of puffy, like, choir sleeves. But then it's just, She just yeah. needed a mortarboard to complete it. Yeah. Okay. So they go outside and the lady's like, okay, like, I'm so glad you guys love this place. And like, when are you thinking now he's thinking like, let's get this going. Let's get this show on the road. Like he's like, like July, which I think is the month they're there, which by the way, makes it weird that Thais was given a Christmas, uh, lingerie, you know, that came from Nordstrom rack because it was like in the middle of the year anyway. Okay. (laughs) 
So she's like, okay, so here, I know that this is probably important. Like how much it costs. And she's like, so it's $7,500. And then you have to like get your caterer. So it's $7,500 for the venue alone. $7,500. If you get married midweek, you want to get married oh, right. on Saturday. It's 10 grand. Catering, <laughs> right, right. 40 grand. So 10 flowers, 10 grand. Right. <laughs> Right. So they're not even paying attention to the 10. They're like, no, no, this is a Monday night kind of deal. Okay. So for a Monday night deal, it's 75 hundy. Then we have to get food and flowers and everything and a cake and a dress and everything else. It's just, she's like, she's like, Guillermo, it's 75 just for the venue for a Monday. And he's like, Okay, it's doable. And then and then she's like, are you serious? And he goes, okay, okay, okay. I, yes, you're right. It's kind of expensive. But there was really, I mean, we're left with no solution on that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, he's pretty irritated and just basically saying that like he's that um, she's really controlling him and it's starting to make it seem like he's very unhappy. And even though oh, like yeah, I, they leave it, they leave it with with basically he's they get into it. I mean, it's obviously edited this way. I would assume that this fight preceded this, but they get they wrap it up with them fighting over if uh, he doesn't want to go out and she does. I'm not just going to wait in the house for you if you've made it's just. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, well, then I'm just going to leave. Okay, so let's go to our last couple. We've got Eve and Muhammad. Oh, you slut. <laughs> so, okay, as much as we're going to make fun of Muhammad, I'm... Oh, Heep up. As much as we're going to make fun of Muhammad, she, this woman is like what has she never has she never met him before is this their first date like apparently she'd been with him for two years she'd been to visit him in his country many many times and he's like but you have already seen how i treat women you already know what my expectations are and she's like well not after I talked to my friends and they told me that I'm going to lose who I am. Everybody's she's, afraid of losing who they are. She's delusional. I mean, she's completely out of reality and she just, she liked the fact, I mean, she's one of these, and there was one on the prior season where she just sees a young guy with six pack abs and Everything else is off the table. She's like, I don't care if, you know, you want to uh, put me in a burka. I don't care if it's just like six pack abs. I never thought at 50 I'd see six pack abs again. And suddenly everything's OK at the beginning. And then they start trying to claw back their life. But it's like you, you gave that all away at the outset. Right. So but his whole thing is he's like. Every time you go and spend time with your friends, then you come back mad thinking I'm taking away something from you. And she's like, no, that's not true. He's like, you are coming for the, what was a poison? You are finding You're the poison in the, in the honey. honey. Yeah, <laughs> that was his his analogy. So she's like, no, that's not true. And he goes, 
But it is true. Yeah, that voice. I don't know where that voice came from. It but is true. It is true. You go out with your friends, and then they make you do, make you mad at me. They tell you this thing. I'm not doing these things. You're, I'm not trying to take away from you. And she's like, "Well, I'm not going to try. I'm not going to convert to being Muslim." And he's like, "Or Islamic." Or <laughs> In fact, she's like, "I'm not going to become Muslim." Or convert to Islam. It's like, ooh, either or, huh? <laughs> not, not even, but I do have to say at the beginning, I love at the top of that scene, he's like furious. She said, you just said you were going out for a little while. You came home at 10. <laughs> so it's like, all right, you can see where, where that, that life is going. Yeah. She, it's a little of the Guillermo, like, oh, I don't want it. Like he, he, but although with, in her case, he wasn't invited. She was like, yeah, well, I still want to be able to go out with my friends because I'm still who I am. I'm an American woman and American women go out places until 10 p.m., if not 1030. That's the kind of person <laughs> I am. That's what I did before. I am like a lot older than you. And I need I I, 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 I need to have my friends. And he's like, OK, Slut. <laughs> he's just but I didn't even feel like I honestly in Mohammed's defense in this episode, I didn't. He wasn't even like you can't go out with your friends. You can't. You have to try. But maybe he is behind closed doors. I don't know. Well, he'd already said in prior episodes, he had already laid down how he thought it needed to be. She needed to be completely covered up at all times. Her friends were absolute Jezebels who she needed to cut ties with because they gave her bad thoughts. Yeah. But then her friends were being like, oh, you don't like boobs in your face. How about I pull down my top even more? Oh, you don't like that? Well, that's on you. That's on you. Something's <laughs> wrong with you. Oh, you don't like boobs? Oh, look, look at this bush. Look, look, I'm going to pull my skirt up and give you a peek of this bush. Oh, that offends you? Oh, oh, Eve, apparently he's offended by my bush. <laughs> It is true. I mean, the producers absolutely probably spent half an hour just pumping Chardonnay down their throat, telling them just how empowered and, you know, what great friends they were and just getting them. They were ready to just tear into him. Yeah. I mean, it was they were like, how long does it take you to have sex? Yeah. Oh, you, you like porn? You, you like, like porn? Do you how like much porn? do you like porn? Do you watch that? Yeah. Do you, you, had you ever seen a woman naked? How long did yeah. you last? They asked him how you long. You a virgin? What's your, what's your favorite position? They literally asked yeah. him his favorite position. That way, I mean, they were... <laughs> It was there's there's no one to like in this mix. They're no. all evil now. So Eve is starting to get disillusioned and I feel bad because she's got that son with special needs and she shouldn't be like she she's if she's known him for two years, she should know better. She should know what she was getting into. And that's just stupid. Stupid, I tell you, I thought you were ready <laughs> to start a new life. It is funny because, I mean, they clearly he's just like. In his edit, it sounds like you would believe that she said she was ready to convert. She was ready to wear a burqa in New Mexico. Right. It was. And he's like, what? So, you know, it's just all bets are off for yeah. these two. So more will be revealed. That's all I got. It's been a fun show. Lady bumps. Um, and uh, next week... Get excited. Uh, next week is starting our cast roasts um, and it will have a couple of those and one of them on Patreon. So join up and uh, can't wait. All right. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you, John. You're welcome. No more of me. Uh-huh.